millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Thanks to everybody who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, September 13th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From Oakland, California, I'm Justin Robert Young. And on the fringes, I'm Roger Chang. The fringes of respectability as well as the Humanity. Sure. That, 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 is, that is a great hailing from hailing from the fringes it's roger chang yeah which ones all of them all, all of them one one of these days i'll start selling supplements <laughs> please please put that in the store dailytechnewsshow.com slash store uh justin brought us a good topic today we're going to talk about uh breaking them all up not just the yankees the google the facebook the amazon but let's start with a few tech things you should know The European Court of Human Rights, or ECHR, has ruled that the UK's government communications headquarters failed to provide sufficient oversight and surveillance safeguards on bulk data collection, violating Article 8 of the European Convention on Human Rights. However, the court also ruled that the agency's sharing of data with foreign governments was not illegal and bulk data interception was okay so long as safeguards were in place. The case was brought to the court by 14 human rights and privacy rights organizations. In an email sent to Switch owners, Nintendo stated the September 18th system update is going to lock your profile to whatever Nintendo account it's on now. Used to be able to move them around. Not anymore. So you should ensure that your Switch profile is assigned to the account you want it to be assigned to because it'll be impossible to unlink it after the 18th. The change will allow users to manage cloud game saves, downloadable content, and, of course, if they buy it, the Nintendo Switch Online membership. Mm. Privacy-focused browser Brave filed complaints against Google and other companies in the UK and Ireland based on GDPR. Brave and its co-plaintiffs say that these firms aren't complying because when a user visits a website, personal data that describe them is being shared without their knowledge. This is my uh, my reenactment uh, of what happened uh, when this showed up at Google. Put it on the stack. We got another one. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit more about Facebook. What are they doing? Well, Facebook announced a new tool to help reviewers analyze pictures for false content more quickly. The system uses machine learning based on engagement signals like user feedback from Facebook to false uh, flag false content that falls into three categories. So manipulated or fabricated content or out of context content or something that has either a text or an audio claim against it. Flagged content is sent to partner fact checkers for review who use visual verification techniques and research data from experts and academics and government 
government agencies to cross-check the content. The tool is available to all of Facebook's 27 partners in 17 countries. I'll be honest. This strikes me as a little, uh, look what, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Uh, I, I, and I know Facebook kind of has to do that these days. But they are taking machine learning, which they know they can, we know they can do. They're taking computer vision, which we know they can do. Uh, and they're implementing it in their fact-checking system where machine learning identifies something and flags it for fact-checkers, which they, we know they already do with posts. Yeah. So this is just taking a few pieces that already existed and plugging them into each other and then putting a big press release out about it. Uh, and they pass it off to their partner fact-checkers. And as we have seen over the last 48 hours between the Weekly Standard and Think Progress is its own hell portal portal to hell uh, as they you know crossfire against each other uh, this seems a little bit uh uh you know i know that the horse has indeed left the barn but you should see our new security measures uh, uh for any future horse that might be eyeing the exits there might be another horse in this barn we're just saying it's not getting out because yeah. look look at what we did uh we had a lock and uh we had a piece of rope and so we added those together and uh, now this barn. I, I, I'm, I'm very often cynical about stuff like this, but I do think that at the very least, Facebook is publicly making an effort to say we want to try and have some kind of control over this content instead of just having it be engagement, engagement, engagement. Well, yeah. I mean, if this was a story about Facebook saying we're using machine learning to help identify false content in photos, we'd all say, what? Weren't you already doing that? The whole idea of partner fact checkers. Yeah, it sounds great. It's, you know, people at universities, government agencies. But if that's actually identifying anything on a significant scale and that's something that Facebook can put into a report six months from now, that would that would be valuable. Well, and they've been doing this with text with the partner fact checkers. It's not like the partner fact checkers thing is new, but you're right. They can now have more cases to cite in, in a little while. Snapchat announced 20 news partners, including CNN. CNN's coming back to Snapchat. Some people are very excited about that. Cosmopolitan, Daily Mail, Harper's Bazaar, NBC News uh, to curate stories from user-generated content on Snapchat's platform. This is part of new content push in the media section, Discover. Snapchat says that in the past month, more than 75 million people have watched this type of content on Discover. Last year, Snapchat launched a Stories Everywhere initiative, letting users and news organizations embed Snapchat content outside of the platform. This is really smart. Snapchat knows that the one thing it still has going for it is when stuff's happening, people tend to snap it, not so much Insta-story it. Uh, although they insta story pretty much everything else about their lives, but but when breaking news happens, a lot of times news companies will look at Snapchat because that seems to be where people tend to capture things that are happening right at that moment more often still. And so you know, as as they slowly watch their, I wouldn't say their users are eroding, but they're stagnating. Uh, they want to play to their advantages, and this is one of them. Uh, Snapchat has always reminded me of a Facebook before the news feed like they have a core seed of a great idea that they were never able to really take to the next level and part of it is viral content and now they are trying to do it what this reads to me though is working with the news partners is all right so we paid a lot of you guys to go hire other people to create stuff specifically for snapchat that money's run dry but let's figure out a way that we can just pay one person who still works on your staff to go and curate things that we can put your name on 
Well, you know, and Tom, you started, you said some people were excited about CNN coming back. Let's say there's a natural disaster or some big news event, right? Might go to Twitter, but I'm also kind of going to CNN.com half the time just to be like, what's on the homepage? But if CNN had a good curated snap discover story that I could hit really quickly that was that was um, based specifically on what I was looking for, I might use Snapchat more because you're right. At least in my friend circle of the 30 to 40 people I followed at one point, no one's using it anymore. But if yeah. it's a news tool then it's still a value to me. Well, and I think what Snapchat is hoping, and we'll see how likely this is, you're still going to CNN, let's say, if you're a fan of CNN, and you're seeing embedded snaps there. And you think, oh, well, that's interesting. I wonder what else is on Snapchat. You open Snapchat to see what other things are in that Discover section. And CNN is one of the curators, so you probably go into their channel first and see what's happening there. Uh, my one last word on this is Snapchat was built as a platform that eschewed virality and now this is them that they needed to make that turn i think maybe two or three years ago to embrace some element of this content breaking this walmart acquired the crowdsourced on-demand delivery marketplace corner shop at uh, sorry for 225 million dollars corner shop offers delivery from supermarkets pharmacies and specialty food retailers in mexico and chile which walmart uh, says will continue after the deal closes Last month, Walmart co-led a $500 million investment in Chinese online grocery service Dada JD Doja, which is part owned by JD. And back in January, Walmart partnered with Ratukin to offer grocery delivery in Japan, as well as the sale of Ratukin e-readers, e-books, and audiobooks in the United States. And they just announced three-hour grocery delivery in a few locations through Jet.com, which which they're relaunching with a brand-new look, trying to be all localized. So Walmart pulling out all the stops, uh, trying to compete with Amazon here and say, hey, we are still a powerhouse in retail, and we're not going to be left behind by not being the folks who can deliver uh, no matter the market. Uh, buying Corner Shop is super smart. Because you're getting into some some growth markets that maybe Amazon isn't as strong at yet. Uh, I I totally agree, and you know Walmart's strategy has been interesting with this. They they've really focused their marketing around the idea that you don't have to pay a membership fee. That has been their attacking point in terms of differentiating themselves from Amazon. However, they do have a minimum order fee in a way that Amazon does not for Prime. Uh, so. This is this is curious to see where the the Walmart shopper wants to go. What what do they feel more comfortable with? Paying something up front for a year's worth of stuff, a uh, year's worth of, years worth of service, or is it? Well, you got to order fifty bucks, but you never have to pay anything up front. All right, this next one I know a lot of you are going to just start throwing tomatoes as soon as you hear who's behind it. But Krebs on Security reports on something called Project Verify from the Mobile Authentication Task Force which is operated by the four major U.S. mobile carriers, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and Sprint. So, it's another take on authentication without passwords. It uses details from a person's phone as well as details from their mobile account. And the idea here is, yeah, you might be able to SIM swap, but that's not the only signal we're looking at. So we could even stop SIM swapping uh, because we know where a customer is supposed to be. And this isn't spying on them per se because they have to know where you are to provide you cell phone service. So they're saying, we, we'll, we'll notice if you're not where you're supposed to be. Uh, we'll look at the cryptographic signature tied to your SIM card to say, well, hold on, is that the right SIM card? 
Task Force is working on an app that would be pre-installed on their phones. The app can also pre-populate data when you're signing up for a new account, put in your address, your credit card, all of that stuff. The app is designed for mobile, but they say it could work on other devices. They're not necessarily going to limit it. Uh, and they want it to be open for others to use. Uh, they're not trying to lock it down to the particular characters, carriers. It's in private beta right now. Public beta testing is scheduled for sometime next year. So, what do y'all think? Are you happy to let mobile carriers be the guardians of your authentication scheme? No. <laughs> no. It, it's, it's, it's hard to hear this story and be like, well, okay, spying aside, how does this help me? I, 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 can't, I can't really think of, yes, there are scenarios where, sure, this might be helpful, right? But, but in general, I don't want any major carrier to have this knowledge but they're you know, right, I, just, I mean that, that's the thing to keep sure. in mind they're using the stuff they already know about you it's not like you're giving them any more information you also will be in control of whether it's shared with another site they say uh so they're trying to do the right thing and say well we're not just going to give it to them you decide whether they get it or not fine you know, but 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 creating a mobile authentication task force and, and being like, this is going to help you not have to remember passwords anymore. It just sounds very messy to me. It's very, very interesting because these companies, any kind of utility like something like, like, like this tends to have a bit of a bad reputation. We, we oftentimes think more about the times that they fail or they frustrate us or they overcharge us or we have a hard time dealing with them than we think about the miracle of cellular technology being in our lives at all times. Uh, but I, I do think that at the end of the day, eh, you're kind of reputation-wise priced out of me giving you more control. Over that's, my- that's it. And I think that's what Sarah's saying too, right? Like, it's not about what you're doing. Everything they've lined out here is a great idea. Hey, yes. we can avoid uh, SIM jacking. Uh, we have the signals to make sure it's really you uh, without having to rely on something. But none of these companies have trust after the number of breaches, the number of third-party data sharing that they've been caught doing. They don't have your trust that they are going to implement it and operate it well. Maybe they will. And if they did, it's actually a really good system. It is. But you have to trust the company also, to operate it the way they say they're going to operate it. You're, you're, you're the same company that I had to keep my old plan on for eight years after <laughs> it was uh, depreciating. Or because- got caught letting a third party sell my data to police departments. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, those are, all, those are all real stories. May I take a moment here before we move on to the next story, though? Just a moment of zen, please, please. if you will. Sure. I had two internet connections installed at my new place this morning. AT&T and Spectrum. And they both went flawlessly. Now, of course, me saying that means that both connections are going to go out tomorrow. But Right, yeah. You I, no longer have internet. I had but polite, nice run. knowledgeable, efficient installers from both places. AT&T took less than 40 minutes. Spectrum took 20 minutes. Had me up and running with exactly what I ordered, working well. So I just, you know, we don't call attention to the good things when they happen yeah. often enough. I that. Yeah. I mean... I, again, these are miracles. They, they offer <laughs> us a miracle that has reshaped us in so many fundamental ways. We should praise them, and they will be recorded in history as tremendous right. change right. makers. It does, it does say something that Tom was like, may I take a moment? Yeah. No, but, but also <laughs> or that I planned not to be here in the studio today because I knew right. it wouldn't go off on time. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, we will just remember the gifts they gave us and not remember that they tried to bundle it with – a home 
camera and cable television for uh, $60 more a month that we didn't want to pay. Yeah. Oh, the nostalgia. Sitting in the Comcast line on Petrero Avenue. Anyway, <laughs> that's a story for a different time. Alibaba affiliate and financial denies claims that it scoured Equifax in order to gather code, confidential data, and documents to help recruit staff for its own credit scoring service. Now, sources tell the Wall Street Journal, anonymous sources, that Ann Financial hired China-born Canadian David Zhu from Equifax, and that Zhu looked up employee information at Equifax to find potential hires for Ant. Zhu denies this. In a statement, Ant Financial says it, quote, did not use Equifax intellectual property or trade secrets, including code, algorithms, or methodology in the development of our credit card rating product. And Financial has found, or credit rating product, rather. And Ant Financial has found absolutely no evidence of Equifax software data or code having been transferred to our systems. If Anthony Lewandowski being accused of taking data from Google to Uber is Dante's yeah. peak, this is Volcano. Like, like <laughs> this is like the same story, but with China. Like, you I just know. more. Uh, and also, talk about reputation. If you're going to go from from uh, uh, Alibaba to Equifax, it's, it's alien <laughs> versus predator. Like, you know, whoever wins, we lose. Also, I like that Equifax said we didn't want to involve federal prosecutors because we just didn't think they had anything that valuable. Yeah. How are they going to help us? <laughs> yeah. Um, Besides, it already all got leaked out later anyway, so what are you going to do? Hey, I got an idea. Why don't you enjoy the news in a fast, efficient manner like my installers with Daily Tech Headlines? Each day in about five minutes, you get all the headlines you need. Just subscribe to it at DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right, so uh, The Verge a few days back had a great story about uh, the monopoly-busting cases against Google, Amazon, Uber, and Facebook. We may or may not get to Uber. I think that one's more about price fixing, and we've covered that a lot. Uh, Apple also, we're going to give short shrift, and they they kind of skip over it a little bit in their article as well, uh, because Apple, being a hardware-oriented company, doesn't have quite the dominance that other companies do. They also have a lower market share. With them, it's more about the app store. It's about, hey, are they controlling their platform too closely? Uh, and that's interesting. But let's let's dig into Google, Amazon, and Facebook. Uh, Google yeah. and Facebook, of course, as we mentioned, facing multiple GDPR lawsuits, most recent being that one from Brave we mentioned. And Google, of course, under antitrust investigation in the European Union. But I found interesting in here, Justin, that open markets, Matthew... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Stoller told The Verge, if you're looking for a silver bullet, probably the best thing to do would be to block Google from being able to buy any companies going forward. Suddenly, you have to compete with Google as a startup, not be nice to them hoping they'll buy you. And in fact, Senator Senator Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota has introduced a bill that would place an outright ban on acquisitions by any company with a market cap higher than $100 billion. So, uh, real quick, I do want to touch on the the Uber thing just very quickly and we can move on. The the Uber thing is fascinating in that what they want... Uh, the, 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 the thing that they posit is that Uber would have to become Airbnb effectively for people that want to drive you around where drivers would have to set their own pricing instead of Uber setting it because that would be a price fixing thing, which I think is a fascinating kind of idea. I think it's unlikely. We move on. Uh, the, uh, the Google thing I actually think is kind of equally as unlikely, although a fairly ingenious kind of solution. Uh, the, the roll up. Uh, phenomenon of Google is something that we had, you know, from covering tech and uh, understanding Silicon Valley, there is not a pitch that happens in which the sentence, or maybe Google will buy you, uh, uh, doesn't happen at, at some point. It is a part of this marketplace. And specifically, I would say a few years ago is probably when, when the cotton was high uh, uh, at, its, at its peak. I don't know whether setting an arbitrary number of $100 billion, as gigantic as that might be, would be something that politically could get the traction that it needs to. But it would certainly hamper Google. And you have to wonder if, if, if you know, now government pressure comes down and, and it is the choice. Well, all right, you either never buy a company again or self-break up or we will break you up into various different pieces what they would choose. Like a one in one out thing. If you want to buy a new company, you got to spin one out because it is a death sentence to a company to say you can no longer acquire. Uh, yeah. You acquire for many reasons. You acquire because you want to acquire talent, you want to acquire patents, uh, you want to acquire technologies, uh, or you just want to diversify. One of the smartest things Alphabet ever did was become Alphabet and say, we're going to long term try to grow these other businesses to plan for that one day when Google starts to flatten out, which we're already seeing the early signs of. Sure. Uh, you'd have to wonder, though, if you're Google and now you can't buy that scrappy little startup, do you have any other option than to use every possible uh, manner to try and crush them? I mean, yeah, I, I, you have to hire away people and then that becomes problematic. All of a sudden you're yeah. encouraging poaching like crazy. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that this is something that it's it's interesting from people that for for us and everybody listening to because you know how pervasive it is in this startup culture, but at the same time, I don't think it gets us closer to a better, more level playing field. Let's talk about Amazon. Amazon uh, it kind of skates by on antitrust stuff because the antitrust standard these days is consumer harm, and Amazon generally treats consumers well. Consumers get easy return policies; they get low prices. 
Uh, so lawyers like Lena Khan are arguing that Amazon should be treated as a utility infrastructure company. They're saying the platform of Amazon should be separated from the retail manufacturing part of Amazon. Amazon does manufacture some of their own stuff, or at least orders it to be manufactured. That's the Amazon Basics lines, right? By the way, Lena Khan was hired by FTC Commissioner Rohit Chopra in July. So she is now part of the administration that enforces these rules. Stacey Mitchell, co-director at the Institute for Local Self-Reliance, told The Verge, Amazon needs to be broken up so that the platform is separated from its retail and manufacturing operations, and the platform needs to be treated like a common carrier. So it's required to serve all comers equally, which almost is the way it happens right now, right? Anybody can open a shop on Amazon, but it's definitely tilted in favor of Amazon. Yeah. Sorry, Sarah, were you going to say something? Well, yeah, I, w- I was going to say I, I agree with Stacey Mitchell here. Uh, my-, my gut instinct is th- there is something to be said about Amazon being split up into two different companies. There's the retail business, but Amazon obviously has so many more things that don't have a ton to do with the retail business. And so it would be hard to categorize the entire company a certain way. Not sure that in its current state, I agree that it should be treated as a utility infrastructure company. Uh, but again, if it was a little bit more alphabet-like, I think that that would make more sense, at least as far as this particular argument goes. So the, the argument here is that you have seen externally Amazon being fairly ruthless when it comes to uh, outside competition. There's there's an example stated in the article about diapers.com right. that they uh, uh, just went absolute cutthroat on matching literally every possible price and sale that they could until diapers.com had depreciated enough that Amazon bought them. That is as cold-blooded as it gets. Now, the question is, as it always is with these kinds of cases, how much does the government want to wade in referee style into sharp-elbowed business practices? When is somebody so big that them playing hardball with a mid-level competitor isn't just trying to be the best, you know, the best product that you can be, but rather anti-competitive. Well, and I, I mean, how much bigger could Amazon be? <laughs> Amazon Prime, that's sort of the biggest oh. that you can get when you're when you're when you're describing that scenario. I mean, don't don't say it out loud because they'll try. Like you know, this is uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, this is the company that continues to expand. I will mention for the uh, you know for full disclosure that my wife works for an Amazon related company, but uh, I think this is one of those you're, you're probably going to see within the next five years, some kind of it, too many people buy things from Amazon. We need to look into where this fits legally. Amazon to me feels like on the retail side, the most likely of these four to face a traditional style monopoly breaking uh, kind of effort from well, thank goodness for Walmart. Well, imagine a world where Amazon becomes a common carrier and Walmart can use them yes. to deliver their retail. I mean, that's just that's a crazy mixed up upside down world. Uh, last one we should touch on before we finish this up is Facebook. 
Oh, Facebook. It's privacy. It's social networking. It's election meddling. It's it's machine learning. It's fact checking. Uh, it's a natural monopoly, and there really isn't any competition for it out there. No amount of portability requirements are ever going to produce a meaningful competitor to Facebook. Uh, so they are the most traditional monopoly, in my opinion, because there just isn't a direct natural competitor. And this article compares them to AT&T and says maybe you split Facebook into baby bells or there's talk about you just create a whole new law for Facebook uh, that, that restricts what they can do. But even if you break them up into Instagram and WhatsApp, you still have the problem of Facebook. I mean, that's the biggest issue here. You'd have to break Facebook itself up. And I don't know how you do that. And, and, and that's the problem is right now, Facebook dies if you separate any part of it. Facebook is an ad sales company the same way that Google is an ad sales company. They need as many platforms as possible so they can push their ad structure, their the ad sales into these different channels. I, I don't think that Facebook is going to face that kind of pressure, even though it is very obviously among the most famous uh, uh, to say, all right, well, you might have run afoul of how our culture works simply because I think Facebook is the most vulnerable of these companies. It's a walled garden, and if people stop scaling that wall, its power decreases exponentially in a way that Amazon's doesn't, Google's doesn't, and Uber's doesn't. And don't forget, well, Microsoft didn't get broken up, and Microsoft is still around. It's having a resurgence, but it is not as dominant or as relevant to this conversation as it was back when it was the one under the gun for, for antitrust in the early or the late nineties, early two thousands. So uh, things it, change. And also Microsoft learned the lesson the hard way to have lobbyists in Washington <laughs> and maybe buy the local newspaper. Like Amazon did. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, something that will never get broken up is our subreddit. Uh, I'll tell not. you what submit stories and vote on them. See what I did there. A yeah. daily tech news show dot reddit dot com. Of course, we're also on Facebook <laughs> until it gets broken. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Facebook.com slash groups slash Daily Tech News Show. Hang out with us. Submit stories. We love you for it. Thanks in advance. The other thing there's no monopoly on is email. You can use any email provider you want to send us an email. And Sarah might pull it out of the mailbag. That's correct. Just like this one from Yaru in Malaysia who wanted to clarify after yesterday's Apple event something that I definitely did not realize at the time. So, Yaru, thank you for keeping me honest. He says, Tom mentioned that the iPhone 10 is available at a lower price, and Sarah said, ooh, maybe she's interested in buying it. This is technically true in third-party marketplaces, but incorrect in the official lineup sense because the uh, the the new uh, iPhone 10, or sorry, the old iPhone 10 has been discontinued, and the new 5.8-inch iPhone 10s is basically its replacement. Yeah. So refurbished or, or used would be your only options there. Thank you, Yaro. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank for you that very clarification. much. And then uh, we got an email from Dominique who said, Hi, Sarah. Hi, Tom. Hi, Roger. Quick comment from a fellow tech reporter in Brussels after listening to DTNS on my morning commute, as I do every single day. Good morning. Sausage making is a messy business, and this is particularly a messy European legal sausage. He's talking about, of course, the copyright directive we mentioned yesterday. However... I am reasonably confident, say 85% confident, that Europe did not just approve upload filters and a link tax, Tom. That's based on calling quite a lot of well-informed people who told me wildly differing versions of this and then trying to digest it all. Here's the main point many people have been missing. This is not about the internet. It's about Google and, to a lesser degree, Facebook. 
Article 11 is about making Google pay a licensing fee to news publishers. Article 13 is about making YouTube pay more money to artists. Why? Because Google has a lot of money, and you can argue they don't really pay their fair share. So this is essentially a Google tax camouflaged as copyright reform, or at least that's what many of the authors of the original proposal intended. Thank you for DTNS. It's a great way to start my day in my time zone. And since Sarah has joined and the old TNT team is almost back together, I try not to miss a single episode. Thank you, Dominique. Uh, he writes for the Day Standard in Brussels. Uh, and, and we had a continuing conversation about this over email about this because I think he's exactly right. The question is, what does that final form take? Because remember, there's one more vote and then each country implements it in a different way. And I think a lot of the fears are about, OK, it may be aimed at Google and everybody writing it may be say, well, we just really mean companies like Google. But that doesn't guarantee it won't be applied in a way that has unintended consequences. Look at YouTube's own content ID. And I think that that's where the uncertainty comes in. Well, thank you, Yaru and Dominique. And also thanks to Justin Robert Young for being with us this fine Thursday. Justin, what is new? Well, tell you what, uh, the free political newsletter. That's what. Head on over. Freepoliticalnewsletter.com. It uh, comes into your uh, inbox every morning and uh, brings you gifts, brings you stories, brings you videos. And uh, uh, I love it. And I think you will, too. Freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Folks, you get to choose how you experience Daily Tech News Show. If you just go to the public feed, there's ads in that feed now. Uh, and that can be how you choose. Like, yes, I want to be monetized that way. Uh, we don't know what they are. That's the beauty of the company we chose to do that. We have no knowledge of them. But that's how that works. If you're like, eh, I don't want to have ads in my feed. Well, you have a choice. You can go to patreon.com slash DTNS. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to feeds that don't have the ads, plus a bunch of other extra cool stuff. So check it out. Patreon.com slash DTNS. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Keep them coming. Love your emails. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Shannon Morse and the return of Len Peralta. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.